Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, again, coming to you with an uplift message to encourage you, to give you some peace, and let you know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. I hope that you had a great day today. I hope everything went well in your world, whether it was at work or at school, uh, or just whatever you had to do, I pray that God bless you. And today, we're going to go into this series that I started about the life of Moses. Uh, it, the title of the series, again, is Started Out Great, Now Forgotten. We're going to look today at the rise of Moses. We're going to look at the fall of Moses. Now, I want you to know something about this series. Uh, as Moses' life changed, so does the title of the series changes, but it'll be continuation of Moses' life because he doesn't stay forgotten. He's going to eventually get to destiny, purpose. And when we get to that part, I'm going to let you know because I'm going to tell you ahead of time that we're going to, when we get through with he started out great and now forgotten. Now, then we'll talk about his destiny. I want to talk about this challenge that I'm doing, this 30-day challenge, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And what that means is putting God first. Uh, tonight, I was sitting in my car when I pulled up to the house and I couldn't get out because I just was overwhelmed with how good God is and the things that he's showing me in this season of my life. And I began to sob because his faithfulness. And I felt like that I, I understood a little bit something by taking that challenge because I realized why the disciples were so successful because they truly believed that God was God. They had no doubt, no type of jitters because Christ, he said in John 17 that he had did what he had to do and that what he had to do was to let, let these people know that there was only one true God. He did that. And that's why Jesus left the earth because he fulfilled what his job was to do on the earth. And so it's my, it's my job to help you get to the point where you believe God is God. That you believe God is God and, and you will see the greatness of God in your life. And you have to just put him first. Sometimes things will be difficult. But remember, you're not alone. The name of this podcast show is You're Not Alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And what that means that whatever circumstance that you are concerned with, uh, nobody knows what's on your heart and mind but God. And so when you are depressed and you're looking at things, you don't know how things are going to work out, continue to maintain your trust in God and belief. Don't let the enemy move you off of your square and so you know i just wanted to tell you that but also i want you to send in your prayer request so that i can pray for you 
and believe God to work some things out in your life. And then we can have a testimony service because you can write back to me and say, hey, hey, Danny, hey, brother, I got the victory. I got the victory. And then we're going to shout because the walls of Jericho has fallen in your life. I just wanted to share that with you today. I want to let you know that you're not alone, that I love you. I'm praying for you, hoping the best for you. And before we get started in series number two, started out great, now forgotten. I just want to encourage you today. Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today, Father. I pray, Father, for all the people who listen to the podcast, Father, who will learn something from you. Because, Father, you're the ultimate teacher. There's no one who knows anything that you reveal it to us. So I pray, Father, for the people who are in the hospital. I pray for the orphans, the widows. I pray for the people incarcerated, Father, who needs uh, help. I pray, Father, that you turn their lives around, that you give them the ability to stand and maintain your word. I pray, Father, for the doctors and the police and the fire department. I pray, Father, for our leadership, Father, that they have godly counsel around them, Father, that would speak into their lives and just give them comfort. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And now, like I said, we're, we're going to get into the meat of the subject. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. We're going to be looking at the life of Moses. Started out great, now forgot. And we left off in chapter 2. And we'll be reading from chapter 2 at verse 11. Because uh, we're going to talk about Moses. We're going to find out. We know that he was saved. He was drawn out of water. That We know that the, that the Pharaoh's daughter gave him his name. And I just want to let you know that I love you today. And I'm praying for you. Here we go. In verse 11. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his brethren so he looked this way and that way and when he had saw no one he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand I want you to remember when we was reading earlier that Moses' mother built the ark for him and put him in the water. His sister was running behind to see what would happen to him. And we found out that the Pharaoh's sister would end up being a person that's going to rescue him, but also re return him back to his mother so his mother could nurse him and, uh, for her. And then when he became old enough, he went to go live with her. But one thing I want you to know about Moses, Moses was such an honorable man that the reason why he does this act, kills this Egyptian, is because he knew that he was a child from Israel and he had a struggle. This was his struggle. 
that he lived in the Pharaoh's house, but his parents lived as slaves. His people lived as slaves. So this was a this was a hard place to be in. Could you imagine you free? You know who you really are. You know that really you shouldn't be free. But somehow God has spared your life and put you in the Pharaoh's house when naturally you should have been dead because the Pharaoh devised a plan to have you killed. But now you're eating at his table. I think about Psalms 23 when it says that the Lord will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. And so he had that struggle in his heart that he wanted to be with his people. I'm talking about, you know, I think about Christ when he walked the face of the earth. And before he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and was, was able to go out and do great things. Could you imagine being God, waking up every day, watching your people suffer, and you can't do anything about it? That's what Jesus did. So this is the situation that Moses has. He you know he's a Hebrew. Uh, he knows that uh, his people are being abused and he can't, you know, it, it, it's just hard on him. In other words, he's torn between two worlds. Now, he could have took the easy road and just lived as part, as an Egyptian. And he could have blocked out the things that he had saw. But he, he knew that he needed to be there for his people. That he knew that he had a purpose and a destiny to help these people. But sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, you know, we can get ahead of God, you know. God might show you something that you can have. And you might know it's going to, it can be a good thing, but I want to tell you, don't blow it. Wait on the Lord. Because I've been in this situation. Had something really beautiful and good in my life. And I messed it up. I don't want you to I don't want you to go down that path where you have to live with any type of remorse or think about if I would have did it this way or that way, it would have turned out better. It would have been uh a better situation. So this is why I wanna just talk to you because I wanna love on you. I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He cares for you. He sent his son to earth to lay down his life for you. He had a Bible written so that you would have success. The Bible was written so that you can have success, so that you can have victory in your circumstances, so that you can know that God is a good God because he wants to know you. He wants to, he wants to be a part of your life. Uh, he wants to be your father. He wants to be your friend. You know, sometimes when you look at your life and you, and you look at it and you say, man, it don't appear to be working out. Understand this. God is your biggest cheerleader. He's thinking about you. In other words, he's, he hasn't forgotten about you. And, and, and don't let the things that you see in a visible world affect the invisible world. Don't feel like that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to happen. I want you to know that if you trust God, if you trust God with your life, he will protect you. 
he will not fail you. I understand that it's hard. I understand the pain that you might be feeling. But hold on to God. Trust God. Trust Him. You know, uh, I want to, you know, just just love on you today about this series number two as we talk about this man, Moses. Now we're talking about that he killed someone. And it says that he looked around. He thought no one seen him. But guess what? If you haven't learned this, let me tell you it's true. Whatever is done in the dark will be revealed in the light. So if you have an opportunity to deal with the issue, don't delay, deal with it. Don't lose the thing that you value the most because you didn't open your mouth. Don't be hesitant to speak. They say, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on with me. Because you'll never know God will bless that situation. So if you have an opportunity to be truthful and honest, lay it on the line. At least if you're truthful and honest about it, when it falls apart, you'll be able to stand because you know you've done the right thing. And really what this really is about, that's a step of faith. So I want you to take a step of faith today. And this is what Moses did. Now in the book of Hebrews, they call it chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews, the heroes of faith. Now, like I said, could you imagine growing up in the Pharaoh's house? You can have anything that you want, anything that you desire. You can have all the pleasures, all the fun. You can have, you know, everything that you can imagine that's pleasurable. But Moses wasn't like that. This is how you know that God had a call on his life, that God was going to do something with him. Because guess what? Instead of taking the easy road, he's going to take the hard road. He starts out great, but now he's about to be forgotten, but not forgotten, not by God. But it's going to feel like that to him personally. It's going to feel like that he's been forgotten. He's going to feel like that, a, a failure. He's going to feel like, I messed up. And if you messed up, understand it's all right. You can repent to God, and, and, and God will heal your heart. And so, but Moses was torn between fighting for his people or living in pleasure. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 at verse 23 this is what it says. By faith Moses when he was born was hid in three months by his parents. Understand number three Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Understand God is speaking. Trinity speaking. And he goes on, it goes on to say, because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Like I told you, the king wanted the male children to be done, dead. He wanted them killed. He wanted the, these two midwives, he wanted them to kill them. But, but the midwives told the pharaoh that, hey, these women, are different kind of women. They feisty. They making sure nothing happened to their child. But they made a decision, knowing that their son should have died. And this is, you know, when I talk about this thing, 
black abortions and other but just as when you see that you know that the man is is coming with plans and, and you know how to eliminate life in other words at the end of the day because the bible commands us to be fruitful and multiply that's what the word of god says and sometimes you just got to trust god in all these things and so they hid him for three months his parents did because they saw he was a beautiful child and what they they didn't know completely but they knew it was something special about him his parents knew that God wants to do something they didn't know but they just had a, a unction I don't know if you ever had an unction about something that's going to change and some things are going to happen yeah but they had an unction that some things was going to change they knew that this child was here for a reason and not a season and they took a chance and just think every morning as a parent you can get up you worry about somebody coming to take your child from you and kill you kill them how would you feel wouldn't you be heavy hearted and, and devastated knowing that somebody was coming to get your child or coming to get, kill your child and you don't know what to do you know we know that in the book of Genesis that like I said in in the series number one that Noah had built the ark ark represents safety it represents covenant it represents protection and now this baby parents then ran out of options of what to do with him because he's growing I think when you think about this mother and his father and even his sister talks about his sister and you know they figured out a way what was going to happen to him because they couldn't keep him around because that meant that somebody was coming around checking to see if there was any male children around and so they made a decision that they would build this ark and put him in there and put it out by the riverside. And you know, and scripture goes on and says that his sister ran to see what would happen to him. And could you imagine that? A three-month-old baby in the water, in an ark. Seems unreal. But this is the second ark. But let me tell you something. Moses later on is going to build the Ark of the Covenant for the Lord. And the, the Ark always represents safety and protection from God. It's a safe haven. It's a stronghold. This is what this Ark was that Moses was in. And I want you to understand that Moses was stuck between two worlds. I'm a Hebrew. I'm Egyptian. I can have what I want to have as an Egyptian, but I got to look outside and look at my brothers and sisters being humiliated, dogged out, beat out. This is what he, this is what he saw. And so, you know, it says that he killed the Egyptian, but we're still in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. I want to show you that the things that I just said to you show you how honorable Moses was because you got to understand it, it was easy to take the high road. Started out great, now forgotten. And because the decision that he's going to make, it's going to put him in a forgotten state. It's going to put him in a position where he has has to flee. But this is what Hebrews chapter 11 says about him, verses 23. 
By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to call, be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughters, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God then enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. You see what he did? He made a choice not to live in sin. He made a choice to suffer with his people. You remember what in chapter 1 in Genesis when I talked about this in part 1, about that they multiplied and grew, and every time that they thought they were putting some on them, the more they grew. Moses was hungry to be with his people. He was ready to be a deliverer, but guess what happened? It wasn't a time for him to be the deliverer because he had some things he had to learn from God. And when you have to learn some things from God, we got to learn some things from God. Sometimes when things don't uh, appear to be going the way that you want them to go, it's because you might be in a season where God is just dealing with you and he's teaching some things. So don't be discouraged about that either. And I'm praying for the person who's worried about their house, their car note, their light bill, their gas bill, their cell phone bill, uh, food, gasoline. See, guess what? Ain't none, ain't none of these problems too big for God. And guess what? And you don't have to think that you, that you can't ask God to help you. Speak to him and talk to him. Let him know that you need him. Let him, let him know you want him to help you. Don't be afraid to talk to God. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Please send your testimony so that I can pray with you. And she, you know, and just have testimonies about what God is going to do. I want you to know that you're not alone and I love you and God loves you. Now, let's go back. It says, now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burden. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. See, that's when you, you know, like you're looking at people like anybody around. I'm going to take care of this now. Moses had in his heart to take the matters into his hands. And this is really what I want you to understand this. Vengeance belonging to God. This is the error where Moses makes the error. God is going to use him as a deliverer, but he didn't have the ability at this moment just to wait on the Lord. Because just think, if he waits on the Lord, God might show him a different way to be the man that God wants him to be. But he had to be developed. He had to know. One thing you're going to find out as we talk about Moses that he was considered to be the most meekest man on the earth. But we see this day, he's a murderer. Not only is he a murderer, but he killed an Egyptian. What makes it bad for him is that he's a Hebrew playing the Egyptian. He doesn't even part of the clan. So, now he done made this decision and he hides in the sand. You know, in other words, uh, when we're doing things that we shouldn't do, we have to hide it. That's sin. Sin makes you hide. So I want you don't hide today. 
don't have to have that in your spirit. You ain't got to have it. Don't be ashamed. And then let's look at, this is verse 14. Actually, we're going to go to verse 13. And when he went out the second day, see, it wasn't but a day later. And he think he didn't got away. Just think, I didn't got away with murder. Nobody seen me. This is what I want you to know. Whatever's done in the dark will be seen in the light. Ask me and I can tell you that's true. Can I get an amen, my brothers and sisters? And so it says this in verse 13. And when he went out the second time, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. He said to the one who was who did wrong, why are you why are you striking your companion? See? Now he just murdered a man the day before. And now He's asking these brethren, hey, why y'all fight? Y'all supposed to not be fighting, in other words. But see, he didn't know that when he looked right and he looked left, he didn't look behind. And this is what it says, because I want you to understand this. Because now, this man whose styles are great, it now is about to have a different role. In other words, because he decided that he was going to suffer with the children of Israel than being in Pharaoh's house, which is an honorable thing because he loved his people because he got tired of seeing them understand this. Every day he got up knowing who he was, knowing that he should be with his people, so he was torn. Then it goes on to say, this is what they said. Then he said, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Now, see, this, this man said, this man said, hey, now you're going to kill me like you killed this Egyptian. Now, because these two guys are fighting. He come to break it up, then one of them just call him out. And you know what instantly happened? This is what instantly happened to Moses. Fear rises up. Oh, shoot. I didn't get caught. Because he knows that where he's really at is not where he's supposed to be at. He was supposed to be in the fields with his brothers, making bricks. But God spared him of that because God was teaching him. And understand, understand this, before David be, could become king, he had to learn how to be a king through Saul. So David had to live in Saul's house. Moses was gonna be a deliverer he was going to be God's man who's going to lead millions of people out of Egypt. He was going to be a leader under God's command. And so he had to he, he had to he had to learn. He had to learn how to trust God and know who God was. Like I said, he started out great and now he's forgotten. And the reason why he's forgotten, he's going to end up forgotten is because of the actions that he did because in the inability to wait on God, he committed murder because he thought that he had to do something. Remember, when you have an enemy or you have someone coming against you, you ain't got to strike them. You ain't got to plot and plan to do anything to them. 
if you have the ability understand this seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness things will be added unto you and what that really means just putting God first and when you put God first all those things that you're concerned about he's going to take care of this, this is what it said about Moses so Moses feared and said surely this thing is known when the Pharaoh heard of this matter he sought to kill Moses See what I'm saying? See, once the Pharaoh found out, he said, I'm killing this boy. Because he knows that he had an opportunity to live as an Egyptian, but he turned around and really was committed to being a Hebrew. And what it was, was he knew his he knew his family's, he knew his, not just his family's history, but he knew the history of his ancestors and you know so he took matters in his own hand so I'm just telling you today don't go out and take matters in your own hand remember prayer is the ultimate weapon even though you may not physically feel it or you, at this moment or you might not see it but trust in God because God will take those words because your words are powerful He'll take them same words that you pray and make them a reality. I want you to know that he'll take them words that you saying and pray and he'll turn them into a reality. This is what God will do with your words. So don't ever be afraid to speak your words because it says in Genesis that God said that there be light and was light. So in other words, we are speaking spirits. We have the ability, we have dunamis, we have dynamite when we open our mouths. And let's uh, look at this thing where the Pharaoh, now he, he, he wanted to kill Moses. And so, this is what it says. But Moses fled from the face of the Pharaoh and dwelt in the lands of Midian. See, he's gone. He took off. I'm out of here. This man ain't going to kill me. The Pharaoh, the Pharaoh wanted him. The Pharaoh at this time is the most powerful man on the face of the earth. So he takes off running. Just think, two days ago, he was laying in the palace, sleeping in the good bed. And now he's on the run for his life like never before. On the run. But guess what? God still had a plan. Don't ever think that the plan that God has for you because you erred has dissipated. Vanished. Boom. That promise is still there. That same promise that God has given you, he's able to work it out. But now, what Moses is getting ready to do, I want you to understand this so you can understand the life of Moses and what Moses was, he was a deliverer. The reason why, understand this, he's not sent to live with the Midians because he's running from the Pharaoh. God is having him flee and run to his purpose. Did you hear that? What was meant for he was supposed to turn around for good because now he's supposed to learn what God is getting getting ready to do. 
At this time, Moses don't know that he's going to end up taking the children of Israel out of Egypt and bring them to that same wilderness that he's working in because God is going to let him learn the terrain, learn everything that he needs to know. This is what's going on. Moses is getting ready to go back to school. But he's going to God's school. So I just want you to know that Moses is getting ready to go back to school and learn. Because he has a task, he has a mission to be fulfilled by the, by the Holy Spirit. By God himself. He has a job to do for God. He don't know it yet. He's scared. He's running. You know, he, have, he, have, he must have ran so hard because it says this. It says that he sat down by a well. That's in, that's in verse 16, verse 15. And this is what it said. Now the priests of the Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water. And they filled the trough to water their father's flock. Then the shepherd came and drove them away. You see what I'm saying? It says the shepherd came and drove them away. I want you to understand. Moses is about to become a shepherd. Not just a shepherd of sheep, but he's about to become a shepherd of people. This is going to be his his uh, classroom. Now, the reason why the women were drawing water for the sheep because that was their job. That was their responsibility. The father had seven daughters. That was their job that they had to do. But it says that the priest of the Midian, he had seven daughters. We know what seven is. Seven means completion. You know, in other words, that I want you to understand is these numbers that we're seeing and the, and the things that we're seeing have purpose and direction. Because Moses is getting ready to learn something. And he's in a position, guess what? He ain't got no money. He ain't got no credit cards. He ain't got a friend in the world. But guess what? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side of mind. You're not alone. Even though it appears that Moses is alone, that there's no one around him, but guess who's around? The Holy Spirit, God, Jesus. They surrounding him. In other words, he's not alone because God is making provisions for this man because he had to flee. He had to get out of Egypt and had to get out of fast because the Pharaoh was going to have him killed. The Pharaoh was going to have him killed. Bottom line. And so it says this in verse 16. Now the priests of the Midian had seven daughters and they came to draw water and they filled the trough to water their father's flock. Then the shepherd came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. Check this out. This is how you know even though Moses was in the Pharaoh's house, that he watched his brothers work. So in other words, he wanted to be a part of that. Now, God has given him an opportunity to stand up for these women trying to get some water. And he's going to help them feed the sheep. Because now God is going to take this and God is going to develop him to be this man that God is going to raise up. But God has 
has destiny. Destiny is life. And so let's look at that again. Look at this again. Now the priests of the many had seven doors, and they came to draw water, and they filled the trough to water their father's flock. Then the shepherd came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flocks. And when they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that you have come so so soon today? And this is this guess what? He has seven daughters. Do you know what he needed? He needed a son. <laughs> I want to understand that God is working. God is working some things out for Moses. He's not forsaken. He's not forgotten. Even though he's running for his life, he can't go back home. But God has provided for him along the way. I want you to see that God is a provider. That God was able to take care of this Moses. And I hope that this is blessing you. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Please send in your testimony. Please send in your prayer request so that I can pray for you and see God move in your life. And so it says, and they said, an Egyptian delivered us from the hands of the shepherd. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. See, they didn't have to work. They got a real man. They got Moses, and Moses is getting his hands dirty. Understand that what makes him a great leader is that he was able to get his hands dirty. He was able to not see himself as, oh, I'm in the Pharaoh's house. Uh, I'm My mother is the sister of the Pharaoh. He didn't want that. We found that out in Hebrews chapter 11, that instead of enjoying the pleasures of sin, he walked away from it. So right now, anybody that's in any type of darkness of sin, remember, you can get up and walk away from it, just like Moses did. But you ain't got to kill nobody. That's a joke. Take that, take that, take that lightly. And so, and we see, and the reason why we hit, see this see this situation where he fights off the shepherd for them, and the reason why, because there are some wolves out here. There are some false shepherds, and so symbolically, he's he's getting away the falseness because he's about to become the ultimate shepherd. And because he had all this training, he's going to get these people to where God want to give them their blessing. And they said, an Egyptian delivered us from the hands of the shepherd. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his sister, he said to his daughters, where is he? What is it? What is it that you have left, left him? Left the man, called him that he may eat bread. See, now, like I told you, had no money. He helped these women out. Now he got a meal. In other words, just think, he'd been on a run. In other words, he ain't had no time to get no coins. But God had provisions. Understand this. God got provisions for you. God got provisions for you just as well. Then Moses was content to live with the man 
and he gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. See, God gave him a wife of the Midian priest, another person. There's an anointing there, in other words, that just think that, like I said, God got provisions for Moses, started out great, now forgotten. Now it appears that he's been forgotten because he didn't take off. He's no longer in the Pharaoh's house. He's not helping the Hebrews out on the slide. But he says he was content to live there. And the reason why he was content because he knew he couldn't go back home. So he had to accept his fate where he was at. And then Moses was content to live with this man. And he gave Zipporah his daughter to Moses. And she brought him a son. And she called his name Jerusalem. For he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now who does who who do you who do you think this feels like? This feels look like Joseph, because you know, when Joseph named his children, that name was meant to mean something. In other words, that he he was able to su survive afflictions and things the nature. So Moses is saying this about his firstborn. He lets you know, I have been a stranger in a foreign land because he can't go home. Where are you going to go home to? He ain't got no home to go home to. He's on the run, so he has to stay here. Now it happened in the process of time. The king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cries came up to God. Because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning. See? Now you want to know if God can hear? We know God can hear, right? Do we know that prayer works? It says these people, because of the bondage, they begin to cry out to God, Help us, God! Help us! We can't take it no more. And then God heard them. Because guess what? Now it's time for Moses to elevate his game. Because now God has gotten him in position to be this man that he wants him to be from the foundation of the world. I want you to know this. I want you to understand this. God has provisions for you along the way. Even when you don't think that he has provisions for you. And we, and we go on. He says, so God heard their groaning. And God remembered. Jesse said, God didn't forget. It just was in the time was ready. It says God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and Jacob and God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. God said, I got to do something. Time is up. It's time for Moses. He's, he's learned. He's broken. He's like the prodigal son. He's ready to come back home. He's ready to help God get his people. And I'm going to show you just how he was broken. Because he had to be broken. So that he can do God's will and do God's mission. He had to be broken. In Moses chapter 3. And we're going to stop in a few minutes. Because this is where the title of the next Part three of the series is going to be 
destiny arrived at destiny he's he's arrived at his destiny destiny in other words he's getting ready to be used by god in the mighty way he's supposed to go back to the place that he ran from and when he go back he going back he going back with power and authority now look at this now moses was tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law the priest of the midian and he had led the flock to the back of the desert. See, he was in a desert place. He was in a dry place. I'm talking about Moses learning terrain because God is getting ready to, to use him. He's going to use him. In other words, he's going to do some things for him that he had thought that was forgotten. And it goes on. It says that the back of the desert, he came to Horpah, the mountain of God. This is when you know your name and your circumstances are getting ready to change. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why this bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that Moses turned and decided to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He's talking about getting somebody's attention. It says that he said, Moses, Moses, because he wants his attention. And he got his attention. This is when Moses is now ready to become the deliverer, to bring the children of Israel out of bondage. And this is, and this is, I want you to see. And this is what he said. Here I am. Wasn't he? he was on point. Same way Saul was when he was on the road to Damascus Street called Straight, and the Lord called out to him. And, 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 and Saul said, what I got to do? Let me tell you, when God speaks to me, Get ready to move. Don't don't hesitate. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And this is what he says. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now, I want you to understand, because we're getting ready to stop, but and we're gonna and we, we're gonna get back to this. But now, this is what I want you to know: God shows up in a dramatic way. He tells him to take his shoes off, because the place he's standing on holy ground. Now Moses is about to become Moses. He's about to become the deliverer. He's about to become the person that God ordained him to be from the foundation of the earth. So stay encouraged today because you just don't know what God is getting ready to do. And the reason why we're going to stop at verse 5 in chapter 3 because I want you to understand that when God told Moses who he was, he said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning that they wasn't dead. This is who you're talking to. God letting him know I have relationships with them. 
And it's three, remember? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so when you think about this covenant thing that God had did, he did with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Three. I'm talking about three. I'm talking about these three people. God had promised them some things, and now it's getting ready to come to pass. And I want to tell you, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for listening to this episode, series number two. Started out great, now forgotten. Now, part three, we're going to call it destiny. Because Moses, is. we just see right now, hey, he didn't took off his shoes. God revealed who he is. But when we look at series three, we're going to see something about Moses that he's been broken, that he has a whole different mindset, a whole different heart. I want to tell you I love you. I want to say thanks for listening to the show. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. But let's close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. I thank you for this time of fellowship with my brothers and sisters, Father. I pray, Father, that you get on the ability not to be afraid to write their prayer request in, not be afraid to send their testimony in, so that we can share with the people listening to the show. Father, I pray for whatever they need that you bless them. But, Father, we know ultimately that you have provisions. I just showed them that even though Moses fled, didn't know where to go, not only did you provide for him provisions, but you even gave him a wife. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Once again, this is your host, Danny Hampton, saying thanks for listening to the show. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I can't wait to talk to you again. Love you. Have a blessed day.